The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Chasing Excellence, a show about living a life of better health and increased fulfillment. On Tuesdays, we drop full episodes where we answer your questions and dive deep on what it means to chase what truly matters. On Fridays, we do a quick set where we either dig through the show's archives for little bits of wisdom worth resurfacing, or we grab a snippet from another podcast we've been on that we wanted to share. This week, we have the latter. And this week, I'm in the hot seat with a clip from a conversation I had a while back with Jonathan from the Digital Barbell Podcast. He and I talk about being busy and some of the strategies I use to do all the things I want to do. I was reminded of this episode and this conversation recently when we had John Gilson on, my friend John Gilson, my partner in a project called Optimal Agency. A lot of what Jonathan and I talk about in this particular clip infuses and inspires what John Gilson and I are doing with Optimal Agency. You can check that out at optimalagency.co if you are curious about more. But in the meantime, here's Jonathan from the Digital Barbell Podcast and myself. You know, one of the, one of the things that we talk about a lot with our clients, you know, outside of just health and fitness is kind of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes of that. And I'm talking mm. about the time that it takes to do all this. And I'm sure this is really something you have to dig into with your business coaching clients. Yep. You know, everything takes time, it takes time in the short term. Like I need 30 minutes to do a workout. And in the long term, like I need to find the time to make this part of my life forever. But yep. the problem is like, if you were just to text 20 of your friends and be like, Hey, how things been going? 19 of them are going to say, I've been busy. It's like nobody has any time for this stuff. You've written a lot about this and you guys talk about it all the time on Chasing Excellence. So I want to tap into your brain and the things that you've already thought about this. Just have a conversation on how we can break free from this trap of always always feeling so busy and start like taking action towards the things that we say that we actually want. How does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's, It's such a... It's such a geeky topic that I just, I just adore. So I'm happy to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I mentioned that you've written about this a lot and I think a lot of us tend to research and write about things that we've struggled with or or tried to work on personally. Is this something that you kind of have a personal connection to? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You're, you're spot on. Um, and that is why I write about it a lot. Um, but for me, it's it's less of because, gosh, I got to figure this out because I'm miserable and more because I realized early on in the days of Again Faster um, that nobody had taught me. I'd gone through, obviously, high school and an undergrad and grad school, and nobody once had sat me down and said, here's how you organize yourself so that you can actually accomplish all of these things that you need to accomplish. And so I realized really quickly in 07, 08, 09 when when the recognition happened that like, oh, I get to, I, like, this might actually work. <laughs> there was a period where we were doing this and like, it was like, oh, I'm doing this thing with CrossFit. And everybody was like, what that, what is that? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Right. And so I realized really early on, like, oh, I've got to figure out how to do this. If I, if I 
want to continue to do this because it was just John and I across the table. Nobody knew what we were doing. We had nobody had any expectations as, as to whether we were going to succeed or not. We didn't know how to do it. And so I, re- I realized like, okay, there are parts of this process. I don't have a boss. Nobody's going to tell me what to work on tomorrow. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to hold me to what I say I'm going to do. Nobody's going to be, um, nobody's going to care if I get to, if I accomplish that goal or this goal, or if I get to do this in two years, nobody cares. I'm the only person to be able to figure this out. And so I started to just try and figure out how to do this thing, how to do this thing that doesn't have the constraints that, that many things in life do. When you think about school, school is nothing but a series of constraints that you that somebody hands you. Do this thing, give it to me by this day, and also figure out how to do that alongside the three other things that three other people told you to do and give them on that same day. When you go get a job, yep. please show up at this time and do this task, and this is what you'll be judged by, and and you can be done when you know you can be done at this point. All of these, and if you're ever bored, I will hand you more things to do. <laughs> so what you realize really early on is if I don't figure out how to how to work efficiently and effectively with the autonomy that I have, I will not be successful. And I will have to go find somebody else to tell me what to do because it's the only way I know how to be useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I want to yeah. continue to have the autonomy that I have, I need to figure out how to be useful inside of that autonomy. Um, and so that's been the process of the last 10 plus years is how do I do this? How do I build this life that nobody will teach me how to do? Like, uh, my, having grown up and watched my dad work, never had to figure out how to organize his own schedule. Never just Mm -hmm. didn't have to, he needed to go to the office and then he had to do all the work there and he got home by six or seven. And that was it. Like there was a lot, there was structure there. He never had to figure out, what to do on Wednesday afternoon because there was probably a meeting he had to be in, right? And so as you recognize like, okay, I get to make the rules, but that means I'm responsible for the rules. You start to figure Mm -hmm. out like, well, how do I do that? And so the last number of years has been me trying to figure out how I can live the life that I want to live and be successful and and, and be able to continue to do it. And a big part of that, and I get like, I joke, it's like super geeky, but it's so fundamental is if you can't figure out how to organize your time, you don't get to choose what to do with your time because you will have to give it, you will have to give that control over to somebody else. And so for me, flexibility, autonomy, creativity, like those are core to my being. And if I lose those things, I I lose a big part of myself. And so I recognize Mm -hmm. when I got the, when I got a taste of it at again faster, that I can't give this up. And if I, if that's the case, then I need to figure out how to make sure I can do this on my own. Yeah. We have a a lot of clients who are photographers just because of the, the way referrals work and and they're self-employed. And I'm sure they're identifying with a lot of things that you're saying because they're in control of their own destiny. They don't have a boss telling them show up at this time. And there's such a trickle down effect to the way a business grows when you're the one in control of it. You know, like what you do today is probably, not going to have a payoff until three, six months down the road. So if you don't have the discipline and and the way to schedule your time today, well, don't be surprised in three, six months from now, if you don't have anybody knocking on your door. Um, 
But um, you said something really interesting in one of the posts on your website. You said being busy is a reflection of the amount of our available time resources that we're spending. It's like a ratio of how much of our time that we're spending. That's what makes us feel busy. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how maxing out our available time, regardless of what we're doing, is making us feel so busy. Yeah. So there's this there's this concept or called Parkinson's law. Um, and the first time I came across it was years ago in Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. Uh, and it's been strange how it occasionally shows up. And every time it shows up, I realize that it's actually like, it's maybe one of the most important things to understand. And Parkinson's law basically says that work will, will fill the time you've allotted for it. So in other words, if Mm -hmm. you give yourself 10 hours to do work, you will fill it with 10, you will fill 10 hours with work. If you give yourself two hours of work, you will fill it with two hours of work. And there's, there's even, uh, there's even a nutrition, uh, uh, um, connection to it, whereby if you use a smaller plate, you will eat less food. When you have a bigger plate, you will fill the plate. And so if one of the simple strategies is just use slightly smaller plates, sounds absurd, Mm -hmm. But we fill what we have. It's because it's because we we are we are cavemen primarily, and so we are we we want to fill our resources because we don't know when those resources might come back. But it's like our hard wiring, and so it's just yeah. that we live in an environment, we live in a world, we live at a time where actually that's not that useful anymore. We don't need to fill everything all the time because it's not running out, right? And so. Um, and so Parkinson's law is where I often begin, which is how can I reduce the available time that I'm giving myself so that I force myself to really ask which of these things is more important, which of these things is actually important? Because if I don't do that and I don't ask that question, if I don't make myself say of these four things that apparently need to get done, if I never make myself say, okay, which two of those actually doesn't have, I will try to do all four of them. And I will probably do all four mm-hmm. of them poorly because I can't do all four of them in the, in the time that I've given myself or the space that I've given myself. And so until we start to say, oh, I don't have infinite time. I have a limited amount of time until we recognize what that limitation is or what that constraint is, or or we don't implement that constraint. We will just continually try to fill those hours up. It's just our default state. So the first thing we have to Mm -hmm. do is recognize that we are going to fill whatever amount of time or space that we have given ourselves. And if we haven't given ourselves any, it will, it, it doesn't mean that we get to get, it means it simply means that we're not being aware of how much time that we have to give ourselves so that we actually have. Yeah. And so the so first thing the is, the first thing is, is, is in order in, in, to get not busy is to recognize which hours do I have to fill with things and which hours do I have to not fill with things and getting really clear mm-hmm. on what the right balance is for you and then starting to work backwards from there. Like if you're, if you're a startup founder and like you're working, you know, 12 hour days and like you're just in that, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But until you're really honest with yourself about that, you won't figure out, well, why can't I get my diet dialed in? Why can't I get to the gym and, you know, you know, uh, consistently? Well, it's because you've allocated 12 hours of your day to being in the office. You don't have any more time yeah. to go spend an hour and a half at the gym. You don't have time to food prep. Right. Like 
it's not a mystery. It's math. <laughs> you don't have more. And so your choice <laughs> then becomes, right there. yeah. So there, there is, therein lies your choice. Am I okay with this imbalance that I have? Or do I need to do a little bit of work to figure out, can I work 10 hours a day? And now I've got that two, those two hours that I can now reallocate to getting to the gym, to food prep, to cooking my own food, to meditating, to sleeping a little more, like whatever it is, until you take away or until one, you identify and then you rebalance what that, what it actually looks like. Of course, you don't have time. You're not, you're not being conscious about where you, what you are giving your time to. So you've got to do that first. Mm -hmm. What's a good way to go about that? Because I think it Everybody's kind of nodding along right now, like, yes, that makes that makes sense. Now, where do I start with starting to audit my life and look yep. for, you know, how can we bring some honest awareness to this in a practical I love way? That. Okay, so there's a couple of things. The first thing, and so, and I've laughed with EC about this before because I've suggested her doing the same thing. What is the first thing that EC and probably you do a degree suggest that people do when they start? Like, I'm going to get my nutrition in order. Well, cool. So for the next week, I'd like you to record everything you eat, right? Because I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're, I don't know what we're starting with, right? I don't know if you need more fruits and vegetables or you need to, you know, uh, or you just don't, aren't getting enough calories. Like, I don't know what the problem is here, so I can't solve it. And so first thing I would suggest people do, and, and it's just like count, it's just like counting macros or calories or record. It's a pain in the ass and it, it's okay. The first thing you need to do is record your day. You need to figure out where your time is going without your putting any kind of, without tipping the, the, the scale in any direction. Like, I don't want, like, I need you to record your diet for two weeks. I don't want you to change it. I know that's going to be weird and you're going to be paying more attention to it. So you're going to eat, you know, less cookies because you're like, oh, shit, I got to, I got to <laughs> tell Jonathan that I ate three cookies. That's somebody's, okay. That's somebody's watching. Um, but the first thing you want to do is you want to, like, if you're a knowledge worker, if you spend most of your time on the computer, this is actually pretty easy. You can use any number of apps to just simply start to record. Okay. At 11 o'clock, I started responding to emails and at 1215, I stopped and I did lunch from 1215 to 115. And then at one, at 115, I got back to this. And then you can, you can start to, um, uh, you, that's easy to do with work. If it's, if you kind of work on a computer, that's easy though. You can still do it on your phone. Those apps still exist. And so what I would start to do is like, okay, I woke up at seven o'clock and you can do this at the end of the day. You could like ballpark is good enough for this. Okay. Woke mm. up at seven o'clock, uh, seven o'clock to eight o'clock. I did absolutely nothing useful. Eight o'clock to nine o'clock. I drove to the office nine o'clock to nine fifteen. I did email, whatever. Start to build out what your day actually looks like, because until you have a sense of where your time is going without much intention, you can't really fix it. Cause you've got to get, you've got to get a sense. You've got to be able to see, Oh shit. I spend two hours in the morning drinking coffee. And is that <laughs> useful? Is that the best? Like, is that an opportunity for me to do something more useful? Maybe. Right. Or maybe that's just like, that's the only alone time you get. And maybe that's like, no, I need that. I want that. Cool. The point being is until you see it, you can't fix it. And so for a week or two weeks, Audit your time. Where is it going? And then after you get a sense of that, then what you've got to do is say, okay, what does a good week look like? Not a perfect week, not an ideal week, right? Because I, you know, we ask them, create your ideal week. It's like I spend three hours on the beach in the morning and then I go to the movie theater. Like, okay, well, that's not useful to us. Um, so you've got to create a good, a good week. What does that look like? How much time, like where? How much time are you working? How much time are you 
whatever, spending with the family, how much time are you working out, how much time, whatever, whatever is a good week, where am I, whatever, what your priorities are. What does that look like? Like, how does that work? So you kind of get a list or a sense of what that a good week looks like. And then you sit down, you can do this with a blank piece of paper. You can do this with a, with like an iCal or Google calendar. You can do this in any number of ways. But what you do is you go into a calendar and you start to put in everything that you've already determined is on the calendar. So if you work from nine to five, from nine to five goes on the calendar because those hours are already allocated for. You've already determined that I have to be at that place or do that thing at those hours. So you don't get to choose that. You've already made that choice. That choice is made. You're done. Nine to five, Monday through Friday. Cool. That goes on the calendar. Okay. When do you wake up? All right. I wake up at seven o'clock every day. Okay. So that means from seven to eight 30 is open seven, to eight 30 to, you, you know, put that on the calendar seven to eight 30 is open. Okay. And I get home at five 30 and we do dinner at seven. So you've got five 30 to seven open and at seven o'clock is, uh, you know, is dinner and putting the kids to bed. Right. So those times are allocated for like in my life, like it's mm-hmm. seven o'clock on really, 6.30 on is like putting kids to bed and 6.30 to 8 is that. Like, I don't have a choice. It's as if somebody <laughs> sent me a calendar invite that said, put kids to bed, <laughs> right? Cool. So what you start to do is, what this exercise starts to show you is how little time you actually have to do the things that are important but not urgent. When mm-hmm. you recognize that, then back to what I said before, then you are in a position to say, okay, I've got, now I'm looking at my calendar and I've actually only got four hours a week that are really kind of mine, that I'm not, I don't need to be somewhere else that nobody expects something of me, that I don't have a responsibility elsewhere. I've got four hours. Okay. What do I want to do with those four hours? Mm-hmm. And that's where we get into, I want to eat better or I want to work out or I want to read more or I want to start that side hustle or I want to start writing, whatever it is. Now you have an accurate sense of how much time you really, truly, realistically have. And the, when we don't do this, what happens is we have this vague sense of I should work out more, I should eat better. And then we always feel like a failure because we haven't put enough constraints into what that means. I don't work out mm-hmm. enough. Well, what's enough? I should work out six hours a week. Okay, but I'm looking at this calendar that you've just created and there's no possible way that you have six hours in the week unless you start to make different decisions. Can you go to the office an hour later? Can you take Wednesdays off and work from home? Can you go an hour earlier so that you can get to the gym? And Whatever it is, until you have a sense of what, what am I trying to do? What do I need to be able to do that? And what needs to change so that I have the time for it? And yeah. so getting this sense You're of the calendar. talking about being realistic. Yeah, until, until we get a sense of where our hours are going, and where our hours need to go, we don't have enough information yet to know what we can do with the remainder. And so if you want to work mm-hmm. out more, you want to eat better, you want to meal prep, you want to start the side hustle, the first thing is how many hours a week do you have to do one of those things or all of those things? I've got four hours. I've got five yeah. hours. I've got all day Sunday. Amazing. But you can't work out all day Sunday, right? So it's like you've got to then work within the within those constraints. Okay, maybe Sunday is you do an entire week of meal prep so that throughout the week you've got all your meals done. And instead of the 30 minutes it takes you to make lunch, breakfast, dinner every day, maybe you get out in the garage and you do some you do you do a workout. Amazing. Cool. We just mm-hmm. found the time that you couldn't find before. And we did it by being really honest with ourselves about how much time 
we are, we truly have to do the things that we feel like we need to be doing. You know, start to catch yourself when you, when somebody asks you how you're doing and you respond with busy, mm -hmm. you're just going to continue to see yourself as this busy person who has no control of, of their life. Yep. Um, and that's just how you're going to continue to live. Like give them an answer that means something. Maybe you'll start a conversation that actually leads to something other than everybody just complaining about how busy yeah. that we are. Yeah, I think one of the questions you've got to ask is, am I okay being busy? Right. Am I happy to be busy? I like me. I like being busy. But I don't like being overwhelmed. And therein lies the, yeah, the, the difference. And so being busy, like I like people who are busy. Like I, I'm busy. I like doing things. I like, I like having things to do. I like project. Like I like being busy. But what I don't want is to be busy at the expense of something else. In other words, I don't want to work so much that I don't, that I'm, that I don't put my kids to bed at night. I don't want to be so busy that I'm constantly stressed and thinking about work when I should be in the backyard playing catch with my son. I'm not willing to make the trade-off between busy and stressed or busy and overwhelmed, whatever, whatever the word is you want to use. And so I'm fine to be busy as long as I'm being busy with intention, as long as I'm busy on purpose. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that many people get busy by accident and then it starts, we don't have any, we don't control it. We didn't do it on purpose. We didn't choose it. And so now we're at the, we're at the mercy of busy. That is when we get into trouble. And so if you're going to be busy, choose what's going to be, make you busy, choose to be busy from when I wake up to when I go to bed and choose to fill those hours with things that are, are valuable to you that are useful to you. You could mm -hmm. be busy and spend the first two hours reading in the morning. You're still busy. You've still got stuff going on. You still you still have a place you want to be from seven o'clock to nine o'clock in the morning. I'm fine with that being that kind of busy. That's cool. That's your choice. Where I think people run into trouble is we don't make those choices. And so we let the universe hand us things to do. Oh, go do this. I've got to do this. I have to fix that now. And maybe I should do this instead of saying, what do I actually want to spend my day doing? What do I want to do this morning before I have to get in the car and go to work? Because if you don't ask that question, what's going to happen? I don't know. Probably you'll scroll your phone. The kids will spill something. So you'll get annoyed, right? Like, and then you'll kind of stumble out of the house with, you know, on your third cup of coffee and you'll be like, just starting the day unhappy. Whereas you could have said, I'm going to wake up at seven. I'm going to spend the first hour doing this. I'm going to spend 30 minutes with the kids. I'm going to get in, in the car at 830. I'm going to be ready to go. And I promise you, you will feel better at the 830 on that version, even if that didn't happen perfectly. Even if the kids started crying and like, okay, I got to stop doing them. If you go into a day with a plan and you're cool to adjust that plan a little bit, you will be far happier than if you wake up and you say, all right, universe, what do you got for me today? Because the universe will give you things. Yeah. It will give you every. It'll give you anything yeah. and everything. I promise you, it's not the things you want, though. It'll be somebody else's problem. It'll be somebody else's commitment. Somebody else's responsibility. Somebody else's something else. And you'll just go through the day wondering why you don't get anything done, and wondering why you're feeling unfulfilled, and wondering why you're feeling overwhelmed because you're not making any choices. And when we don't make choices, we are we are miserable. We are we are happiest when we have a fair amount of autonomy and flexibility in our lives. Not infinite. That's not particularly useful either, but you have enough. And so you've, and so you've got to, you've got to train that muscle so that you can fight against the world handing you random things that aren't important, but 
that I guess was that's I guess I have to do that now. Thank you so much for tuning into this quick set. As a reminder, on Tuesdays, we drop full episodes where we answer your questions about the five factors of health, as well as dive deep on what it means to live a life of excellence. Be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you are listening to this. Ben and I thank you. Until the next episode, keep chasing.